Well, this morning I want to uh, speak to you from Revelation chapter 3, 18 to 22. And I want to talk to you about what is God saying. What is God saying? I know we're hearing a lot of what the world is saying, what people are saying, but what is God saying? And I know that's a truth that the Lord always brings me back to that thought as well, to be seeking after what he's saying. And uh, even with all the things that are going on in our world, that we need to be seeking to hear what does God have to say. And so we're going to read a portion of Scripture, uh, a portion of Scripture that was written uh, uh, to the seven churches of Revelation. And uh, in those uh, addresses by Jesus, speaking to these different churches, he always had a, a word of commendation and also a word of correction. And, uh, but as he says each of those things, it comes... He ends every one of them with talking about uh, listening to what he has to say. And so we're just going to pick up a little piece of that as it comes to the end of the messages of, to the seven churches. And we're going to start with Revelation 3, verse 18. And it says, So I advise you to buy gold from me, gold that has been purified by fire. Then you will be rich. Also buy white garments from me, so that you will not be ashamed by your nakedness, an ointment for your eyes, so you'll be able to see. I correct and discipline everyone I love. So be diligent and turn from your indifference. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me in my Father's throne just as I was victorious and sat with my father in his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Father, may you bless your word to our hearing today, and may we have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to each of us and what the Spirit is saying to us as a church. And we thank you, Lord, that you've already spoken here in this service. You've already been revealing to us what you're trying to get across to us, that we might understand that you are here, that you are real, and that you are the ever-present God that is in this place. And so, Lord, we just thank you for that, and we ask you to just continue to speak to us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, this morning, I want to share with you what God is saying to the church. Hearing what God has to say is something that is repeated throughout Scripture. And we as people uh, of this church, uh, we consider this as something that's important to us. And uh, it's something that we value here at our church. We want to hear from God. Uh, we want to be obedient to God. We want what God desires for our lives. We, we don't want to miss anything that God is doing or wants to do in our midst. And God does speak to his people. And we recognize it's important to listen. And I know as a church that we really do. We want to hear and we want to listen to what God is saying at this hour. And it's always been a priority of our church and our leadership here at our church. And I believe even of our whole congregation that we really want to hear from God and we take that seriously. And what God is saying is important. And it's something that we need to respond to, especially in these days that we're living in with so much information that is out there in our world today and all the various medias that are out there today. It's really important that we hear what God has to say. 
There's numerous things that are going on in our world and not everything is good. And that can be a cause for concern and fear. And, and so sometimes, you know, we can get overwhelmed with all that's going on in our world and we kind of get caught up and we miss what God said. So I think it's really important for us to take this time this morning and kind of ask that question to ourselves. What is God saying at this time? And are we too occupied with all that the world is saying and all that is happening that really we haven't given much thought to what is God saying at this time? I know for me personally, God keeps reminding me to focus on what he's saying. You know, it's pretty hard not to hear all the things that are going on in the world and in the places that I'm at, and I hear lots and lots of stuff all the time. And so it's hard sometimes, and I really got to focus and bring myself back to be focusing, God, what are you saying? Because that's what's really important. The world's voices are loud. And, you know, some of the things that are happening in the world, yes, they do deserve our attention. But at the same time, our focus needs to shift back. What is God saying at this time? There's just something about God's voice that can bring calm to any situation. No matter what we're going through, no matter what trial we may be facing, what disease we may be facing, when we hear his voice, there's a calmness that can come that is just totally, totally amazing. And God wants to do that. He wants to speak to us. He wants to bring peace to us in the midst of our troubles and our uncertainties. You know, this passage that we read here, uh, Revelation 3.20, we quote it so many times. Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice, open the door. I will come in and we'll share a meal together as friends. You know, sometimes people are scared of God. They're scared to hear the voice of God. They're scared to hear God say something to them. And we need to be reminded as we look at this passage of Scripture, you know, God is knocking. God is ringing the doorbell and saying, I want to have a conversation with you. And, and sometimes we get worried, oh, man, God's going to, you know, really rebuke me or he's going to say all these things to me. And take a look at this passage again. It says, I'll come in and we'll share a meal together as friends. A friend talking to a friend. And so when it comes to hearing God's voice, don't be scared of God's voice. Yes, God might bring some correction in our lives, but he also may bring encouragement to our lives. But I can guarantee you that whatever he speaks into our lives will bring a calm in our lives and save us so much heartache if we'll just simply listen to his voice. And I really believe that we are in a time where God is reaching out to our world on a personal level. I really believe that. And he's speaking to individuals, revealing himself to them, that they might know for themselves that God is real and that God loves them. And I'm seeing that take place with uh, people, even people that do not have a church background or have never gone to church. God is starting to speak. He's drawing people unto himself. And, and that's increasing, and I believe it's going to continue to increase. He is speaking today, and especially among those who are not ready to meet Christ. And that's kind of really interesting to watch and observe as God starts speaking to people that they know nothing of faith. They don't know Jesus. They, they don't know nothing about church. They don't know nothing about serving God. And all of a sudden, God starts to speak to them. 
And that's happening. Maybe you could be watching online today and, and, and you're finding, yeah, God's been speaking to me. He, he told me just to, I was just flipping through Facebook and I just saw this thing and I thought I'd start watching. Well, that's God speaking to you. He wants to give you an opportunity that he is indeed speaking to you and he wants to reveal himself to you that he is real. That's why we've been doing a lot of baptisms of light because people are coming to faith People are realizing that Jesus is real and they want to get closer to God. And so they're going into those waters of baptism. That's pretty cool. Throughout the Bible, God speaks about us to hear what he is saying. And in the last days, he's especially also not just speaking to the world, but he's speaking to his church, his bride. There's a wedding that's coming up. Uh, I know there was a wedding uh, yesterday here in our town and there's a number of weddings that all of a sudden are being planned again, and people are all excited about that because a lot of weddings have been put off during this COVID season. Well, let me tell you something. There's another wedding that's coming, and it's the wedding of the bride and the groom, and that it's the wedding where Jesus Christ once again comes for his bride, the church, believers in Jesus Christ, and there's going to be a reunited. There's going to be a wedding celebration, and that's coming very, very soon. And the Bible tells us, get ready for that. Prepare yourself. And I believe that Jesus is preparing us and getting the church ready for his coming because he's coming soon. You know, that is why, you know, in our church, we, we, we do believe in that. Uh, we, we, we do uh, try to make sure that we're, we're listening. We're, we're trying to make sure that we're not missing things. And... Uh, you know, we've had lots of people come to this church, various speakers, various prophetic people. Uh, we've done a lot of different studies of late and uh, reading a lot of books of late and just really been seeking the Lord and asking God, God, what are you desiring for us as a church? Because we really believe that this is a time where we as Christians need to be listening to what God's saying, not to what everyone else is saying, but what God is saying. And some of the things that you, you are hearing already, you know, if you're reading some of those things out there or reading books or listening to speakers, you'll probably find that a lot of prophetic people have been speaking about a time of repentance, that it's a time of repentance for the church, that the church is to look at themselves and, and, and to see areas where maybe they've messed up or they did things wrong and that they repent of those things. And, and God is exposing things. He's exposing the sins in the church. And I was listening to this uh, young lady, and uh, that, that thrilled me very much because they're, uh, the, the young generation, sometimes, you know, we look, oh, there's an issue here, there's an issue here. And here's this young lady, and, and she is going around the United States right now, and her message is basically repentance. She said, it's time for Christians to start repenting for the things that they are doing. And a good passage that is, you might see out there as well as Mark 4, verse 22, 23, it says, For everything that is hidden is going to be eventually be brought into the open, and every secret will be brought to light. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. And I really believe that, that God is bringing hidden things to light, and there will be more revelations that will come forth. But God is speaking. He's speaking even in the midst of all the loud voices that are going on in our world right now. And we need to be listening to what he's saying above all the noise, all the activity that is competing for our attention. 
So God has definitely some things to say to our world. He also has some things to say to us as Christians. And that's where I'd like to focus this message on here this morning, is to be focusing more on what God is wanting to say to us as Christian people. And we, we do see that this is very important. Again, that God speaking to uh, the churches of Revelation, you'll find that eight times uh, that God repeats uh, the same verse over and over and over again. And it's Revelation 3, 22. That's just one of those eight. And then you can go in the, uh, where Jesus and the Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you'll also hear the same phrase. It says, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the church. And to me, that's where I want to spend the rest of this morning on, is just taking a look at that one verse, that as God is speaking to us as a church, he has things to say to us as a church. He has things to say to us as Christians, and we need to be listening to hear what he's saying above all the noise and all the things that we see happening in our world if this was ever a time, we need to be listening to what the Holy Spirit is saying. And so the first thing it says is that we need to have ears to hear. And that's the first thing that God is saying in this portion of Scripture, that as Christian people, of all people, we need to have ears to hear. Anyone with ears, it says, hear. To have ears to hear, we need to be open attentive, listening, perceiving, sensing what God has to say. And that's definitely an area that we need to be in that place where we're looking and we're wanting to be sensitive to what God is saying through his Holy Spirit. That's so very, very important to hear for ourselves, not just a preacher like me today sharing a message on this, but that you yourselves would hear what God is saying to you. Now, some of the things that help position ourselves to hear better is, well, first of all, is we actually pay attention, that we look for and we expect God to speak. Sadly, so many Christians don't think that God speaks. They don't think that God's going to speak to them. He's going to say anything. But God does want to say things to us. He does want to speak to us. And we just need to get ourselves that frame of mind that God does want to speak to us and to start expecting God to speak to us because God wants to have a conversation with us. He already told us he's in the house. Well, what are you going to say? What do you think he's saying to you? What do you have to say to him? He wants to have a conversation with you. Again, that Revelation 3.20, I'm standing at the door and knock. Do you hear my voice? Open the door because I'll come in and we'll share. We'll commune together just as friends would talk with friends. He wants to do that. Don't be scared to talk with God. Don't be scared to hear his voice. See, God is wanting to communicate with us. He's wanting to talk with us, have a conversation with us, just like any friend would. And I like it because he is a good friend, because he's not waiting for us to come to him. He's coming to us. He's already knocking at our doors. He's already ringing the doorbell. He's already trying to tell us, hey, I'm here. I'm here, and I want to talk with you. If you would just open up your ears to hear, I will begin to speak into your life, and I'll begin to take care of all those things that you have in your life that you're struggling with and you're wondering about. 
He's saying, I want to come and talk to you. So may we become more sensitive to God. As he tries to get our attention through so many ways, and, you know, maybe you won't hear a door, literal doorbell. Maybe you won't hear a literal knock. But sometimes God will do things. Sometimes he'll show numbers. Maybe you saw a number this week, and you just keep waking up, and every time you look at the clock, it's the same time. Sometimes that's how God will speak to you, just something as simple as that. But God will try to get our attention in so many different ways. And we just need to be ready to stop and to listen for what he has to say. To hear what God says, obviously, it does take practice. It does take the giving of our time. Uh, it does take, uh, you know, spending time in his word and in his prayer. Uh, I would probably say that that's probably where I hear God most is that as I take those times of personal prayer, personal times of reading the Bible, I often find that God speaks to me. That's probably the majority of the ways that I hear from God. But as we read the Word of God and as we pray, we need to have an expectation that God actually wants to speak to us. If we're just reading it, you know, I'm going through the motions, I'm doing my thing, you may not hear a whole lot. But when you start reading, say, okay, God, I'm here today, I'm looking to hear from you. Please use this word as I read your word to speak into my heart. Please, as we have this prayer time, God, that you would speak to me through this time. And, and, and God does. But God also, there's other times when we hear God, sometimes in a church setting. I love coming to church. I love being part uh, of church meetings, uh, going out to, to camp, to camp services. And uh, I know the last few that I've gone to, I heard direct messages come right at me uh, through the prophetic. And so that's pretty cool. Don't, wouldn't have heard that if I hadn't bothered to be in part of a church service. Uh, that's important. It's important to do that. Sometimes in worship, as we worship the Lord, I love to worship. And if uh, you're a person that you're watching us online and uh, you don't really get to see the congregation or hear the congregation, but we do like to worship here. We really do. It's important. It is really good. Actually, the, the couple that did our worship uh, last week for us, uh, that filled in for our, our worship team that was on holidays, and they said, my, it was so good to do worship in your church. Your people sing. There's a lot of people that are quite surprised when they come here and they say, your people actually sing. And my response is, doesn't your church sing? We love to sing here. And we do. And, and it's a good thing. And as we worship and as we sing, isn't it amazing how God often speaks through those times? Listening to praise music or, you know, at, at nighttime, the dreams, the visions. I sometimes look at that as that, you know what, I, I think you've been a little bit too busy and I got to come to you at night because that's the only time you kind of quiet yourself and are actually resting that you can actually hear something. And, and God is good. Like he, he will speak to us at various times of the day where we're in a place that we can hear. And I like that visions, dreams that God gives. And that's happening a lot more too. But there has to be an expectation, a sensitivity that God will speak to you and wants to speak to you. Sometimes it can be just as simple as a, a word you hear just in the middle of the day. You're, you're not thinking about God. You're not doing anything that, we're, you know, that you're just so spiritually in tune. But you just hear something just like that comes in your mind. And say, wow, where did that come from? God did. He just spoke to you minister to you. But not only does God want to speak to us as individuals, 
He wants to speak to us as a church. See, there are some things that God will only speak when you're in a church setting, in a worship gathering. And sometimes God, there's things that God will want to say that you will only hear in those kinds of settings. You won't hear it at home. You won't hear it, you know, even if you're praying and you're having all kinds of revelation yourself. There are still things that God likes to speak, but only when there's a church setting gathering. And, and that happens. That happened this morning. And, and we need to realize that as God speaks to the churches, every church can be different. There are things, obviously, that are very similar uh, to be spoken over every church. But even as you read in the book of Revelations, each church got a different commendation or a different area of correction that God would speak to. And God does speak to us as an individual church. So there's certain things that God wants to say to this church that won't apply to the church down the road because he's speaking to you. He's speaking to this church. And we need to realize that God uh, does do that, that he does speak to the church and speaks to the local church. And may we hear what God has to say. And then a last area where God is speaking where we need to hear is that he speaks to anyone. And I like that. Whether you're a church person or whether you're not a church person, God still wants to speak to you. And he is speaking to our world. And he is extending invitations. Really, throughout all of Scripture, you just see invitation after invitation after invitation. Jesus, just come. Do you want to hear from me? Just come. He's not saying, oh, you need to be in church for 10 years, and then after 10 years, then I'm going to start speaking to you. No, he'll speak to anyone, anyone. Even in the very last, of the last days, Jesus is still speaking to anyone who wants to hear. Look at Revelations 22. You're getting near the very, very end of Scripture. And this is what it says. The Spirit and the bride say, come. Let anyone who hears this say, Come, let anyone who is thirsty, come. Let anyone who desires to drink freely from the water of life, let him come. Jesus is giving invitation after invitation to anyone. And so if you're listening today and you've never been part of a church or you've never been to church or maybe you've fallen away from God and thinking, oh, well, that's it for me. God will never speak to me again. Listen, God's saying, I'll speak to anyone. All you gotta do is respond and come. Open the door. And he'll come and he'll speak. God is wanting to speak to everyone. May we have those ears to hear. And then a second part to hear what God is saying is to have ears to listen. Ears that are attentive. Ears that are making a conscious effort to listen. And ears that want to listen. Just hearing is not enough. We need to be listening to what God is saying. Revelation 30. 322, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit. See, listening requires more of a conscious effort to hear. You're, you're really making time to listen, you're, to be more attentive. Uh, I keep seeing as I go through this message, it says, man, this would be a good message on, on marriage and our relationships, that when the, you know, we're talking to our spouse, that you actually not just hear them, but you actually listen to what they're really saying to you because so often we can hear but we don't quite get it all because we weren't really listening. Well, the Bible says that as God is speaking, you want to make sure you're not just hearing but you're listening and you're attentive to what he's saying. 
So he's saying there, you must be listening. It's not an optional thing. God is saying, no, this is a must. You must be listening. When you hear his voice, boy, put up the antennas. You know, put your hands behind your ears if you got to. Like, listen, he's wanting to say something to you. And that's the truth that is remind, reminds us of this all through Scripture. Luke chapter 8, 18, it says, So pay attention to how you hear. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what they think they understand will be taken away from them. So Jesus, uh, he's reminding us that listening is very important because if you're not listening, then you can't go to the next step, which is understanding. And so again, very, very important. I mean, so we need to be listening attentively. And uh, we don't want to get just bits and pieces. Sometimes that's what happens with people. We, get, we hear a bit and a piece of what God is saying, and we go jumping on those things and doing a whole bunch of things, and then we realize, oh, I, I should have listened a little more closely. I kind of missed it and uh, kind of was doing stuff I wasn't supposed to do because you were only listening and got bits and pieces. You want to get it all. And when we perceive God is trying to speak to us, pay attention and listen. Just like this morning, when that word came forth in tongues and an interpretation, that's kind of a sign to all say, okay, listen. What's he saying? What's God saying? Because he'll say something to the church, but I can guarantee you he'll also say something to you if you quiet yourself and start to listen to what God is trying to say to you. Another important truth for listening is that we might respond and obey that voice. It doesn't really do a whole lot of good if you hear, you actually get the message correct, but then you just don't do anything about it. Just like in a relationship, if you're listening and hear and you don't do anything about it, it usually means you get in trouble. And that pretty much happens the same thing in the spiritual realm as well. If we don't bother to listen, we don't bother applying, then we usually we can get ourselves in trouble. And the Bible also says that we can lose that ability to hear. Because when you start ignoring a voice, you soon become deaf to that voice. And so if you kind of, you know, and we, we do that to people, if we're honest, that sometimes, you know, people can yak, 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 and you, what do you, you just turn them off. And you don't hear a word you say. Well, sometimes we do that to God. He's trying to say to us, and we just kind of turn the switch, not listening. And that's a dangerous place to be. There's a reason why God speaks. And he obviously wants us to listen that we might carry out what he is saying. Jesus, speaking to the crowds about his personal family, gave a very direct response of who he considers as his family. And Luke 8 again, verse 21 says, My mother and my brothers are all those who hear God's word and obey it. So you're not just, you know, hear it, you listen, and as you listen to it, you're then obeying that word. Again, the purpose of listening for God's voice is to obey it and put it into action. Not much point of speaking if no one's going to be listening. Luke chapter 11, 28, Jesus said, but even more blessed are all who hear the word of God and put it into practice. So God is looking for people who hear, who listen. And part of that listening is obviously to obey it. Because if we're not obeying what we're hearing, then obviously we're not listening. We're not listening. So that all comes into play when the Bible says you need to hear and you need to listen. 
Now, when there's a regard of obedience and following through with what God is saying, that's something that's really important because in the last days, the Bible says that many will forsake the ways of God. Many will choose not to listen to God and they'll ignore him and not listen to what he says. And certainly as we look at our world right now, I think we are, we can clearly say we're definitely in those last days and we should be listening uh, to what God has to say. But listen to what the scripture warns us about. 2 Timothy 4, 3 to 4, it says, for a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itchy ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. And sadly, that's happening today. We're seeing that. More and more people are falling away from God. While there's an increase coming, there seems to be an exit also happening where people are exiting from God. And, and that's not something uh, that we should desire to see happen. We should do everything we can to help people that that doesn't happen. When we hear his voice, we need to be enlisting with the intent to act upon it to apply it to our lives. Otherwise, we become susceptible to deception and spiritual deafness that could prevent us to hear in the future what God is saying. So our job in hearing what God has to say is to listen. And part of listening is to put it into practice. Then a third principle to hear what God is saying is seeking to understand what has been said and how that applies to you or to those around you. And one should be seeking to understand and comprehend all that God is saying and what that involves in our lives. Again, Revelation 3, 22, anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying. See, we can hear his voice. We can listen intently to that voice. We can uh, and apply what God is saying, but we also need to contemplate it and seek to comprehend all that is being said and what it really means for us, that we might act upon it accordingly. So understanding is another step in hearing more closely what God is saying. So God, give me understanding here. I, I hear what you're saying, but I'm not really sure what that all involves. God, what are you really saying about me and how I need to be involved in this area? And so that's where we start seeking for understanding that we might react accordingly. Mark 4, verses 24, 25 say, pay close attention to what you hear. The closer you listen, the more understanding you will be given and you will receive even more. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. So again, that's talking about the importance of hearing, listening, but also understanding. Attention is obviously required when we hear the voice of God and that we need to seek to understand uh, what God is saying to us. And the more we seek to understand, the Bible says, the more you will understand and I will give you even more. So I'll speak to you even more as you seek to understand my ways and what I'm saying to you. I'll start giving you even more information. See, God only gives us enough information of what we want. If we don't want to know more information, he doesn't give it to us. But if you're seeking for more information, 
He will keep leading us and giving us more and more information. So hearing what God has to say does take effort, attentiveness, uh, action, contemplating, understanding, certainly a, a submissive attitude and an effort uh, is required. But if we can't be bothered or choose to ignore what God is saying, then the Bible also says then you'll begin to understand less and less and less. And that can happen too. We don't want that to happen. We don't want to see that happen as Christians where all of a sudden, you know, God is speaking and we don't hear nothing. And the Bible says, well, if you're not listening, that's exactly what's going to happen. You won't be hearing my voice anymore. You won't be hearing what I'm wanting you to do. And the Bible gives us many verses and examples how people can miss what God is saying and not understand what he is saying. And, and God doesn't do that you know, to put a downer on us. He does that so that we might learn from our mistakes. Listen to what Jesus says becomes a hindrance to understanding what God has to say, Matthew 13, uh, 14 to 15. He says, this fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, when you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened and their ears cannot hear, and they've closed their eyes so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. What's God saying? I want to do something good for you. When he's speaking to us, he has something good. Don't allow hardness to, to come in. Don't become stubborn uh, with the things of God, but be listening and tempted because God wants to come and touch you and heal you and make things right in your life. Again, we need to be careful of not listening or allowing things to come into our lives that crowd God out or any attitudes that arise that can interfere with hearing his voice or understanding what he's saying. Another good passage to read uh, about understanding is the parable of the farmer scattering seeds, sowing and reaping in Luke chapter 8. The Bible says the seed that fell on the footpath represents people who hear God's voice, but the devil interferes and the truth is snatched away. And we need to realize that. We need to be praying for people when they come to faith in Christ or they have a revelation in Christ. We really need to be praying with those kind of people because the devil is also working on them and he wants to discourage them that they might throw it all aside and not do anything with it. Then it goes on to say the seed that fell on rocky soil represents those who hear God's voice but don't do anything to deepen their roots. And they quickly fall away because they're not ready to face the temptations and the pressures of life. Then it talks about the seed that falls among thorns, represents people who hear God's voice, but it gets crowded out by life. The cares, the pursuits, the pleasure of wealth, the things of this world that we enjoy. There's numerous ways we can lose understanding when it comes to hearing what God is saying. And so we need to be on guard as Christians. We need to be putting effort into listening and, and understanding what he's saying to us, applying it, practicing it, obeying it, even before we fully understand what God really wants to do in our lives. Because sometimes God does it in a process. I'll tell you more when you do the first thing I told you. I know if you have an inquiring mind like mine, I like to know all the details in advance. I, I just like that way. That's who I am. But God doesn't operate like that. He'll often operate that, no, this is what you're going to do, and 
As soon as you get to that point, I'll tell you the next step. And when you get there, I'll tell you the next step. And he's looking for faithless. He's looking for a desire that we really want to listen, that we really want to understand what he's saying and doing. So God is looking for people who will hear, who will listen, who will seek understanding, and who will apply what he says. And we as a church and as individuals, we do want that. I know that's present here in our church. And that's really our goal and purpose, to be faithful and understanding and doing what God says, what he wants to do right here in our church. Which brings us to the last point in this verse, where it talks to us that we need to have the ears of the church. We need to uh, have the ears of the whole body of believers that gather in a place of worship. Because God doesn't just speak to one person. God doesn't just speak to the pastor of the church. He speaks through all of us. And we're all needed. Because God gives a message here, a message there. And we all can minister one to another as a corporate body. Again, that's what it says, Revelation 3.22. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit, understand what he's saying to the churches. That's plural. That's not just one church. I'm talking about many churches. God is talking about the local church, that God has things to say to the local church, and the local church needs to have ears to hear what he is saying to them. What God may be saying to the Catholic church down the street may be different than what he's speaking to here. Or what God may be speaking to the Orthodox church or the Alliance church may be different than what he's speaking here. I, I believe there's some things that are kind of like a corporate for the whole church, but there are some things that God wants to say to a particular church about a particular situation, and that's what he does. He will. And so that's something as a church a local church, we need to be listening to what God is saying to this church, not to every other church. And sometimes that becomes a problem. You know, we, we look at what God's saying to all these other churches and we think, oh, well, that, then that's on us too. Not necessarily so. You need to be hearing for what God is saying to you as a church. And, and so this is really important that God is, that we need to understand that God does speak to the church and has things to say to each and every church, even this very church. If things are going well, then you'll hear God just speak to that. If things are not going well, then God will probably speak to those things too. But are we listening to what he's saying to us as a church right here? Because it's not just my job. I do take that very seriously. I, that's something that's very, very important to me. Every message that I speak, I really do. I seek the Lord and say, God, what do you want me to say to your people? That's very, very important to me. It's very important to our leadership of our church. And I know that as people here uh, today, that you take that seriously. You want to hear what God has to say. You're not interested in hearing what everyone else has to say. You're interested in what God has to say. And that's something that's very, very important for us to do. But be assured, God is speaking to the church. Remember the context of Jesus knocking at the door. We often apply that as individuals, and I think that's okay to do so. But the context is that Jesus is knocking at the door of the church. It kind of seems like a surprising thing. What, we're having church, and Jesus is outside, and he's knocking and telling us that he wants to come in? That's exactly what that verse, the context is really saying that sometimes Jesus can be outside the church because we've learned to do church so well 
that we really don't need Jesus because, you know, we got it down. We got the best worship that there can be. You know, we, we got the best preaching that can be. You know, we, we have everything all organized and we got all the latest electronics and all those kinds of things. Well, sometimes you can leave Jesus outside. And Jesus said, I want to be inside the church. It was good to hear a word this morning to help confirm the word that this is where Jesus is. I'm in the house. I'm in your house. So that speaks of you, that you're opening up your heart to say, Jesus, we welcome you in here. We're not just having church, because you just have church, you'll soon, it'll soon fade away. Your desire for church will soon, ah, church is nothing, you know, don't need church. Well, when you start having Jesus in your church, and you start experiencing Jesus in your church, you'll quickly say, I need to be in church. But he is speaking to the church. He's wanting to have a conversation with every church and say things that we need to listen to and that we need to understand. And I think at this very hour, I think as churches, are we listening to what God's saying? You know, we, we've just gone through a season that's been very difficult. It's kind of made us all do things that we didn't want to do. But yet at the same time, the gospel actually has spread. The gospel has actually touched more people. Yes, we've seen people kind of walk away from God, but we've also seen many others come to God. And God's not finished. And so those that have walked away, I, I believe God's, he's, God always has a heart for the backslider. He'll, he'll call them back. And for new people, God is reaching out to them. And, and you know, it's something that we as a church were Kind of really scrambling, man. We, we got to learn a lot of things during this COVID time. And we did. Thankfully, we had so many people just like yourselves that helped us. And together, we were able to do what God wanted us to do. And so we want to be listening to what God has to say to the church. And again, I already said that that's why we'll bring different speakers, uh, prophets to our house, um, people to speak in our lives, studies, research, all those kinds of things we'll do because we want to hear what God is saying to our local church. And we want to hear, we want to understand what he's saying. And that's really a core value of our church, of our leadership, and really of this congregation. It's important that we hear as a church, what's God saying? What's God saying? And I really believe that God is saying to us today to prepare for harvest, get ready for harvest. And I know that can be a message for all the churches, but I really believe that there's a unique calling upon this church to touch our area and to touch our, our nation. It's like the parable of the farmer sowing seed. Uh, back to that Luke chapter 8, and where the, the seed fell on good soil. And the response was amazing, where God says, this is what I really want to see happening, that when people hear my voice, this is what I really want to see. I want to see a harvest, 30, 60, even 100 Full. And when we hear God's voice, when people hear God's voice, listen and understand there will be a harvest. Luke chapter 8, 15, it says, And the seeds that fell on the good soil represents honest, good-hearted people who hear God's word, cling to it, and patiently produce a huge harvest. And that, my friend, I believe that speaks of you right now because you're honest, you're good-hearted. 
your people who want to hear. And God says, if that's who you are, then there will be a harvest. And it won't just be a harvest, but it will be a huge harvest. And that's what I believe God is saying to this church. And that the harvest will be great as we hear and listen and understand and apply what God is saying to this church. I found it so interesting in God. He's always so good. That as I prepared my message, and I was kind of like the MC for the services that were out at the camp. And on the last night, on the Friday night, those of you that were there that stayed to the very end, Charlie began to, to pray over me. Like everybody was at the front, but he started to pray over me. And if you were there, you probably heard him talking about our church. Not just about me as a pastor. He was talking about our church. And he was talking about a harvest, that this church is going to reap a harvest. And if you had been there a couple of weeks before that, there was another gentleman that said the same thing over me as well, that your church, not me, the church is going to experience harvest. There's a mighty harvest that God has for this church. And so that's where we as a congregation, an individual congregation here, we need to be attentive to what God is going to direct us, lead us into doing, because there is a harvest he's telling us that's going to come in. And, you know, you may not realize that yet. You know, the church is certainly not full, but it's going to be full, more than full. You'll remember a lot of words that have been spoken over this church throughout the years. They're still there, friends. They're still there. They haven't been canceled. They haven't been forgotten by God. He's still calling for a harvest, and there's going to be a harvest. And so let's strive to be that church that hears, responds to what God is saying, because he has good plans for this church, this church. So in closing, friends, God is speaking. He hasn't stopped speaking. We may have allowed some things to interfere with our hearing, but there's always a quick fix when we allow things to come in our lives that have been drowning out the voice of God. And that's a simple thing called repentance. We say, God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for allowing these things, Lord, to kind of take my thoughts, my focus. Lord, I'm really sorry. Just help me get back to where I hear your voice. And he'll do that. He'll do that. Again, he wants to talk to us as friends. You know, he's not want to come put a big heavy on us. He wants to talk to us as friends. He's wanting to speak to us. And so we may we get uh, back to that place of being attentive, expecting to hear from God. For God always has something to say for those who are willing to hear. And he'll speak to you in sometimes the most unusual ways sometimes or through the most unusual circumstances. Not everyone's going to be pointed out in a service and thus saith the Lord. Most times God will just, just a quick voice that you'll hear where he'll speak into your life and you'll hear what he has to say. And I want to be that person. I want our church to be that church that hears and listens, understands, and applies. May we commit ourselves to hearing, what's God saying? What's God saying? And I want to challenge you here this morning that if you're going through a difficulty, doesn't matter what that difficulty might be, whatever your situation might be, God's interested in your situation. God is interested in the things that are on your heart today. Even if no one else cares, God's saying, I care. I care about the things that you care about. 
God tells us that is tells us that in his word. And if we will be attentive and our ears to be open to hear, to listen, to understand what he's saying, God's going to bring us in a lot of victory. But we've got to be listening. There's many reports that the world keeps giving us. Pretty much all of my hearing is there's no good news out there. It's like, well, bad news. God has some good news. He's got something else that he's going to share. That no matter what we see with our eyes or hear with our ears, we better make sure we're hearing what he's saying because he has another message. And his message is the right message. His message is the thing we need to hold on to. Not what the world says, not what everyone else is saying. What's he saying to you? So anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he's saying to the churches. So, Father, I thank you that you're a God who speaks. And, Lord, you're speaking more than ever before. Lord, I see that in my life. I see that in, even in the world today, Lord. I just see so many people that are hearing you for the very first time. But, Lord, this is a good congregation. This is a congregation that, Lord, that you could write about, just like in the book of Revelations. Yes, Lord, there's probably some corrections that we could probably hear, but there's also a lot of commendations that we would hear too. And I thank you that, Lord, this is a congregation that is wanting to hear. We don't just come to church for the sake of church. We come to church because we want to meet with God. We want to hear your voice. We want to encounter God. We want to hear what you're saying, Lord, in the midst of all the reports and all the things that are being said about us, we want to come here and say, well, I want to hear what the report of the Lord is. I think, Lord, if when the 12 spies went in to examine the promised land, 10 of them had a bad report. Only two had the right report. And Father, that's the report that we want to be paying attention to, the right report. That even if the majority of others may be saying, no, 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 this is what God's saying, that we'll be able to say, no, we, I got the right report. I got the right report. And that's the report that I'm going to follow. That's the report I'm going to listen to. That's the report I'm going to live my life by. And so, Lord Jesus, I just pray that today as you speak, Lord, the, as those people that are watching us online today, that, Lord, I pray you would speak to them. Lord, I pray that this message, I believe that, God, you'll use that to speak to them. But I pray that, Lord, they would hear a word for them right from you, right from the source, not from somebody else, but right from the source, that they would hear you speak into their situation, into their circumstance directly, and that they would know today that not only does God speak, he's very real, he's very active in our world today, and wants to be even more active, he will just simply hear and listen and understand what he's saying. I pray for us as a church and congregation. Lord, I thank you for this congregation. This is a good congregation. They want to hear, Lord. They're open to hear what the Spirit of God is saying. And so, Lord, I pray that help them to hear. Lord, you said that if we are listening, if we're hearing and listening and trying to understand then, Lord, you will give us understanding. But as we do that, you'll also say, said, Lord, you'll even give us more understanding. 
And so I pray for the more understanding to start coming in all of our lives. That, Lord, that you would take us all into a deeper level, and this church into a deeper level where we might understand the greater things of God. That we might also see the greater things of God happening right here in this church. Lord, we are thankful for salvation. The greatest miracle that could happen anywhere is that someone comes to Jesus Christ. That's more important than anything else. But Lord, you also tell us in your word that the lame will walk, the blind will see, the deaf will hear, that those of diseases will be cured, the dead will be raised. And so Lord, we pray for those things. And we pray for that harvest, that we would see a mighty harvest in this area. Lord, we have family members that need you. We have family members that need Jesus. We have family members that, Lord, have walked away. And Lord, we call them back in Jesus' name. Lord, that there's cousins and relatives. There's friends that we all have that we want to see come to Jesus. There's people we don't even know. And Lord, they're important to you. Just because we don't know them, they're still important to you. And Lord, we just pray there'd be a drawing of your Holy Spirit that more and more people would find faith in you. More and more people would encounter you. More and more people will start hearing the voice of God speaking into their lives. Thank you, God, that you are a God who speaks and you are speaking. Help us to have ears to hear. Help us to have eyes to see. Help us to have minds that understand all that God is saying to us today. In Jesus' name, amen.